Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a four-day dad week. No, three-day dad week. Four-day last week, four-day next week, three-day this week. Four-day mom week this week. But that's not fair. To whom? To anyone. It's just a card, bug nuts. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 552. My name is Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian. He likes to hide in the dumbwaiter when his brother is a dick dunaway. Yeah, duh. Oh, hi. Hi. Okay, whose turn is it? Oh, yes, mine. Yeah. Attention, movie adventurers. Film Sack awaits. Do you have what it takes to navigate the many worlds of shitty streaming services? It's not for the faint of heart. For once you embark upon your journey, there's no turning back until Film Sack's reached. In fact, I reach Film Sack at least once a week myself. It's healthy. The school nurse says it's natural. And finally, <laughs> viewers shake their heads to reset at the end of each movie. Puke! Then stream again and again for different crappy adventures. Zorgons, take me away. Now somebody press play on my bathroom Sony boombox with the makeup residue caked an inch deep. Because we're about to launch this podcast into outer space and do our best to avoid Dax Shepard. Too late. Take a raise of action. Emergency. Emergency. Anywho. Has anyone seen my cryogenically frozen Twilight Princess Kristen Stewart? It's my four-day week to take her home. You know, to toss the balls around. In the front yard. A bunch of weirdos. Wait. Did I just win film sack? Randy, do you think I still have beautiful eyes? Uh, you called her you called her the Twilight Princess, like the Zelda <laughs> She's name. The Twilight Princess Kristen uh, Stewart. That's really Twilight good. Princess. Very funny. All right. Uh, with us also, Randy, his robot is a grower, not a shower, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. And uh, thank you all, everyone here. Thank you for coming out to the Poughkeepsie Garden Inn and Suites Conference Center on a Monday afternoon to hear my presentation and get signed copies of my new book, How to Clean Supernatural Devices Out of Your New House's Basement, Part 2. You're going to avoid common pitfalls associated with supernatural portals, poltergeists, and space-time transportation devices, as long as you follow my three easy rules. Number one. Do you see a game or a book with a strange, wondrous title that you've never heard of before? Uh, I mean, despite the fact that your profession is literally associated with books and games, that's your magic mayhem source right there. 
right there. It's if you got a unique, never before seen title on the outside, that equals bad idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget to put on gloves before you even touch it. Number two, <laughs> you can't destroy these things, so why bother? Just put it in the neighbor's trash and let nature take its course. Some homeless fellow will go on an adventure and you can focus on your teenage daughter hating you, dad. Oh, parents are the worst. Number three, make sure you do all of this as soon as possible after you buy an old house. If you don't toss the supernatural objects before your kids get to them, you'll regret it. Only you won't regret it because everything will always work out in the end. Aww. It sure does. (laughs) <laughs> that was a long, long uh. Yeah, it was a really long uh. Wow. All uh. right. Well, on that note, uh, with us finally, Brian, don't push that button. Ibit. Captain's log. I'm going to try and do <laughs> Dex Shepard's voice for this whole damn thing. <laughs> May 3rd, 2005. I've finally been returned to my ship after being stranded out here again. <sighs> Getting pulled through a time sphincter and being rescued by the Bicker Brothers. After a heated battle with the Zorgons and a deprogrammed robot, they were finally able to reunite me with my long-lost brother and return me to my ship. (laughs) Captain's Log, May 14, 2005. Commit to the bit. I accidentally flew out of an airlock on my ship and ended up stranded on a planet where the inhabitants tried to perform an alien autopsy on me. It's all a little hazy, but what I remember was I was strapped to a table where three of these little monsters tried to remove and analyze my internal organs. Fortunately, just as they were trying to extract my funny bone, they realized that nobody checked the stupid D batteries in the bottom of the table, and I was freed and allowed to go home since there were no more in the house and the CVS was closed. Okay, so it's operation. That's uh, exactly right. You see where I'm going with this. Captain's Log, May 20th, 2005. I'm starting to develop a bad reputation among the crew. This time, it started with me winning second place in a beauty contest. Ah. As I was trying to collect my $10, I rolled doubles three times and ended up on a jail planet where I had to wait four turns and pay 50 bucks to escape. I don't know why I had to sign up for service on the USS Milton Bradley. Oh, crap. I think I hear a twister coming. <laughs> I like your extended universe. Yeah. I also yeah. like yes. your uh, I like your slightly Jesse Ventura take on Dak Shepard. <laughs> yeah. You kept falling yeah. in and out of that, too. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of did, yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's all right. You committed just, to the bit, and I appreciate it when people do <laughs> you that. Just call every, if you just finish every sentence with Bud, you, you could have been Canadian. That's right, Bud. Yeah, hey, Bud. What's, what's bud. going on? Sorry. Uh, check this out. It's Zathura, everybody. Now, I've kind of already had it with people on online <laughs> who keep saying, oh, that's the Jumanji in space movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. They're both about, you know, supernatural board games and stuff that happens it's when you mess with them the and all that. It's the same original children's book writer story. I mean, it's, so, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's just an old story, whatever. But I am here to tell you, Zathura is a vastly superior movie to that original uh, oh, wow. Jumanji wow. movie. Now, I'm not talking about those new ones no, with no. The Rock, okay? Forget those exist okay. for a second. They're kind of separate anyway. But Zathura, you put Zathura and the original Jumanji on a table. I'm taking Zathura every time. Yeah. Every time. Wow. I would argue that this is a better... I would argue this is a better movie than all the Jumanjis. Even the new ones. Even though I find the new Jumanjis hilarious, they really don't have to be board games. Mm-hmm. Or video games. Or video games. Or wherever they are. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen those new ones, so I can't. Zathura is the best one of a board game I have seen. It's fantastic. And Mm -hmm. and, and I'll say it right out front so it's out of the way and we can argue about it if we want to, but I think this not only holds up, I think it's still very charming. I think these kid actors are great. 
and I think they sell it real well, and uh, I think it shows off Favreau's directing chops uh, like he often does, mm-hmm. and I think this holds up. If I was 10 years old when this came out, I would consider this like E.T. levels of, of uh, you yeah. know, important in my life. Like it's that kind of movie. At least that's the impression it. that came away. Like, mm. Yeah, I got a real <laughs> concerned mm, out of Randy over there. So, like, Randy, did, just tell me, do you not? Did you not feel the love here? You know, like the no. This was this is a this was a terrible movie. I totally understand. <laughs> why, I totally understand why it's fifty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's exactly half of a good movie. Like, there's it has like exactly fifty percent of the elements that I was looking for of the mm-hmm. things like I really really wanted. Mm-hmm. But uh, and and it, this may have something to do with the fact that I sat and watched it with a twelve year old who also didn't like it and made fun of it the entire really? time. Really, I wow. it just. This I I can understand why John Favreau uh, was cut, like uh, uh, this was like a huge letdown. Like I can understand why it it didn't make its budget, uh, considered a box office bomb, and so on. But like at the same time, we're halfway there. Like the, like you said, they got got some good actors doing a good job, and like it looks like the the look and feel of the movie is amazing. Like yeah. oh my yes. gosh, yeah. if it had just had a good script, it would have been really something okay oh, I, I feel like this movie doesn't strive for a lot and it hits it perfectly right like it doesn't right. try to be anything more than what it is and i think that is to its credit it doesn't try to be you know like it a simple uh um you know better love your little brother kind of kind of thing right for, yeah the whole for allegory kids. is like how important is are your familiar relationships it's a brother's yeah. it's a brother's salvation story and then they make this simple kind of, you know, that premise, the core of it. And I think it works. I'd forgotten the the big reveal at the end. I totally forgot about that mm-hmm. Dak Shepard yeah. bit. And um, that was terrible, by the way. Like that was like <laughs> I, as it was going. So there's what a happened to your heart, Randy? Heartless. What happened, to it? What happened was watch this movie for the first time. And again, I didn't even hear, I didn't even hear about it. Like I, I was 2005 was like the peak of my going to the movies year. Like like I saw mm. like uh, like a hundred new movies that year, I, and I never heard of this. Mm. So I'm, like. Yeah, but I understand again. I understand why. Like I say, it's it like it was a box office bomb because it just doesn't have it doesn't have like the things that you might watch like watch a movie like this for. So like, I it's it's getting started, and I'm like, oh okay, all right. I I know it's going to be a little tropey, but we're going to have a kids are disconnected from their divorced dad story and they're going to come back together with dad. Nope. Dad is sidelined for the whole movie. Dad's not even Tim Robbins. We don't need Tim Robbins. You thought that was was the last time you saw Andy Dufresne. He was out of there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it's okay. All right. But like I spent a lot of the movie waiting for that. You know, and it wasn't even like it wasn't even close. Dad's a non-factor, right? Mm, mm. I'm like, okay, but that's all right because like Jingle All the Way and things like are, are also bad. Like it's a terrible trope to have. Uh, oh, to have if, a we're, if we're going to put these, if dad. we're putting this in the same category as Jingle All the Way, we're going to you and I are going to have to take this outside because that movie's bad, bad, bad. And this, yeah. by the way, oh, yeah. for the record, uh, people who went to Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter for this movie is 76, certified fresh. The audience right. score is at 51. Yeah. Uh, who and here's who Scott what, Johnson, the person who has said repeatedly on this show that the audience scores the only no, thing no, 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 no. So. The bat again. It's the opposite that I I have always nope. said the opposite. <laughs> it's never <laughs> been the audience no score. Clips again, okay? No, I'm so serious. Anyway. I've ne- we've had this conversation last time. We proved it. I don't have 
I the audience score means nothing. People can gain it. They go in there and they review bomb stuff just because there's a a lesbian in a movie. Like mm-hmm. f the audience score. It's worthless. The 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 tomato score is the one I always end up in the averages. And I would put myself right around the mid seventies, eighties for this. Like this is just right. right for me. And I'm not saying it's a perfect film, but I will say, like if you're gonna present a relatively simple concept of this brother dynamic, but also let's cover it in this fantasy of going into space and all these things happening. They're speaking directly to a certain kind of audience. Now, why that audience didn't all rush and see this in 05, I don't know, because you're absolutely right about it not making money. It was kind of overlooked, uh, blah, 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 all those things. And it was at the time, I remember people going, oh, it's Jumanji in space. I'm not interested. I remember that, that being That's said. That's exactly the problem for the audience was, is Jumanji in space. Yeah. That yeah, was the that problem. It got, that it got boiled down to just being a clone yeah. of, of yeah. that. Yeah. And that's really unfortunate because in a world without Jumanji, I think this stands out even more. And I think, because uh, when I went in 05, I had a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a yeah. 12-year-old, and they loved it. They freaking loved this movie. And yeah. I think that's the target audience. This but on the, same, on the same token, here I am an adult sitting in that theater, and here I am watching it again. Right. And I still relate to these concepts. I think these kids are not phoning in their performances. They're really good. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. to me, sells a whole lot of this. If these were bad acting kids, we'd be screwed. And I'll even go on a limb here and say that Kristen Stewart puts in one of her better performances in this movie. And I don't mean that <laughs> yeah. as like a yeah. low bar. I just mean, I mean, maybe I do. But what I mean is <laughs> she she's perfectly suited for it. She's not in a ton of it. But what she does have to do is being this this older sister that only cares about hanging out with her friends and boys or whatever. She nails that. And it's in a, and it's in a way where I kind of forget about all the complaints we have about Kristen Stewart's performance normally. Now, I know she's supposed to be amazing in that Princess Diana thing, and I haven't seen it. So I don't yeah. want to, you know, I'm not. This is Twilight not, Princess. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> this is not me <laughs> trying she's to. Twilight Princess Diana. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Lord. That's a video game I'd play. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. There's some magic to this I, thing. I'll say I, I didn't know this was going to be a thing, so I haven't really thought about it. But I think, personal opinion, maybe we're a little bit uh, shaded in one direction as opposed to Randy because we did all have me, you, and Ibit. We all had kids of a certain age when Zathura originally came out, and Randy didn't. Randy was just an adult walking around, living that, adult not realizing life. that one day he was going to be a father. Yeah, right, right. So, I mean, I, maybe I, I really did. I really did give it a shot. Like, I, I sat down with a twelve-year-old boy, and we tried to, you know, tried. We really tried. He didn't like. He didn't have any devices. Like, he sat there and watched the whole thing right, without right. even yeah. looking at a phone. Yeah, but. And and I didn't. What I tried not to do was to uh, to just mystery science theater the thing. Like I right. Like that's a that's a, mm-hmm. a thing that can happen when you're sitting at home with your kid. You can you can uh, get into this like frame of mind yeah. right where you're just looking to make fun of it. Right. And and that's I was trying right. really really hard not to. But I mean the movie just has it has so many little things that it could have done better. Like starting with the name of the movie. The the name of the movie is terrible. It's no wonder I didn't notice it's it. It's named after the out. book. <laughs> I know, and that's a it's a terrible name. It doesn't draw you into anything. It's just a word, you know. Like it's just like a sound. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If if like if it, it had been called literally anything, it could like the board game the the board game which is ridiculous and makes no sense is a little space race between like a couple of spaceships. Mm-hmm. If it had right. just been called Space Race, 
Like that would have been so much more oh, intriguing. It is no. called the, I the would, Zathura, Zathura yeah, Space Zathura. Adventure. That full, right. Full they did name. subtitle it. Yeah, yeah, they did subtitle yeah, so it. Zathura, Zathura a Space part. Adventure is the name of the, the thing, although is the book called? Does, the book is just no, Zathura. The, the book is just Zathura. Zathura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they probably did that based on, I mean, Randy, you're probably right. They probably said, we got to add a little something there. To yeah, yeah it, doesn't say, it doesn't say enough, even though Jumanji did. Whatever. Yeah, like well. like one of the one of the things about Elf, and I'm I'm gonna sorry guys, but you have oh, to. If you tell me Elf, Elf is bad, then I'm gonna. No, you have Are to you compare this us? movie to Elf. Okay, you cannot no, no. Not compare this movie to Elf. Watch me. It's got, it's got <laughs> so much in, in in common with Elf. It follows Elf immediately. It's the next movie the guy made. There's no Will um, Ferrell in here. And <laughs> I mean, oh, I'll give you. Okay, hold on. I give you. Um, there's a heartwarming realization at the end about loving one another i mean that is really the only comparison i can draw right. to elf okay, that, well, that's okay. a fish out of water absolutely, that's a fish out of water absolutely a bunch is... of magic it's magic driven yeah. you're, you're not oh going to you're not going to get any sort of like reality based explanation for a lot of the magic the, and and most importantly it's a it, john favreau is aiming at a particular audience with these things but if elf is like a nine out of ten this is like a four out of ten and like it's because there's so many questions that it makes you as a viewer ask and it has no intention of answering them you know what i'm saying like not. like it's just like like uh, Kristen stewart like what the it i, I just can't even like it's like you <laughs> okay so to, okay you, can't even sentences, so. <laughs> you have a character that is one of the ch- children and you sideline her by literally freezing her solid and then I'm asking the the whole time she's frozen solid, is she dead? Is she going to be okay? And it's like you haven't established that the magic is good enough to revive her and she's going to be okay. So I'm, I just feel like the movie's being mean. And then it literally throws her into a black hole with her screaming. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, this but- movie is like, what just happened? And then, no, she's fine. But how? Yeah. And like everything, because the board game ended. You, the, the brother ended up I, out there too. So so did uh, Walter. He ended up getting sucked I, into the hole, and then you know. It's, I got a, I got a question for you, Randy, because I need to know because I, this feels like very specific complaints about very specific things. What'd you think about the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> I'm just curious. What did you think about the Wizard of like, Oz? We're supposed to believe that this it's, girl traveled uh, what actually, miles across the a- Wizard. The Wizard of Oz informed my best guess about the movie as I was watching it, and I wrote this right. down. Mm-hmm. My best guess was that the the movie is playing it straight and based in reality up to the point that Dad leaves and the younger kid hides in the dumb waiter. The and game is then, the movie is all guess, about. They, my they guess, hold on, let, let Randy do his guess. Wait, 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 my wait, wait. guess was that the kid was in the dumbwaiter using his imagination to pass the time. There you go. And everything that happens after that is yes. him sort of daydreaming or maybe asleep and dreaming of yes. the whole scenario that follows, right? Yeah. right? That is the Wizard of Oz. She gets yes. out and she dreams this whole thing and then she right. wakes up. This mo- uh, So I spent most of the movie thinking this kid's going to wake up from all this and the dumb waiter and it's going to be awesome. And right. no, 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 that doesn't happen. And That's okay, sad. though. That means they really, they really experienced it. And they weren't sure at first because he looked at his brother and said, 
did that really happen? And the brother's like, yeah, we're not yeah. talking about this. And then the sister's like, we're not bringing this up ever again. And they, they made that great joke for how you still think my eyes are beautiful or whatever. And, you know, she's yeah, all pissed. The thing in the movie is her falling for her. Uh, like that <laughs> is so yeah. entertaining. Yeah. When she, yeah. when she, like she, you're right. She was like her best performance. I was it really was. like, I was really, <laughs> was I, I was great. really amazed when she says like, man, I really like that guy. I really <laughs> like that guy. I'm like, oh, wow. Where's this going? Do you guys want to no hear something crazy? Kristen Stewart is only two years older than Josh Hutcherson that plays the young oh, Walter kid. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so yes. she's right, just barely, she's like barely Josh out of puberty been, and he's yeah. just getting in. So here's my amazing. He always fact. looks. In this movie, especially, she is poor man's Emma Watson. Like she looks like Emma Watson, acts like Emma Watson. She like everything about it is like, wow, they could have just gotten Emma Watson. (laughs) Did you know Kristen Stewart and Emma Watson were born in the same week? Oh, we were born. I know the same week. I knew they were very similar in age. Yes. 1990. She was born. So she is only four years older than my daughter. And uh, so this time trying to think, oh, five, she would have been 15. 16 something like that right so. in 05 you gotta remember zathura okay so you were talking about will not really care for this movie and i could totally understand that mm. post the marvel cinematic universe sure mm. this was 2005 three years before iron man before we really started kicking everything off very early uh favreau i i think this was very I think this was a good a good attempt at 2005. And in 2005, when I saw it, I thought it was fantastic. And I watched it again. It still had plenty of magic. Yeah, uh, yeah and- I feel like it it doesn't do anything it doesn't need to do, right? And I and yeah. I don't feel like a movie should. I don't feel like a movie should be regarded better or worse before or after the you know what we've gotten recently with with the Marvel Cinematic right. Universe or anything like that. If it if it held up then, it should hold up, hold up now in right. a post sure. Uh, Thanos world, but uh, well, <laughs> unless yeah. you're unless you're on this, the hard right? half, like yeah. it, yeah, exactly. In my opinion, it does. It like you know, uh, uh, I was trying to find fault. I was trying to. I was like, I was with you, Randy, where I was really struggling to write things down during this film, and I just have you know stuff like time sphincter and dog. You're eating all our food, <laughs> stuff hilarious. like that. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, I, so I I'm, I didn't. Yeah, I've said this before, but for me, the the switchover is the change between Gen X and millennials making the entertainment. So like, uh, John Favreau is a hundred percent Gen X filmmaker. Like he is right, right in the center of Generation X. Right? There's mm-hmm. a few filmmakers older than him, a few younger than him. He's right in the middle. Uh, where my kid has grown up on things like Steven Universe which was made by someone who was born in 1987. That's a completely different take on kids. Right. They were all, yeah. By 97, you're all internet and you're all connected. So, I mean, yeah, your life is totally different. No analog. What I'm I'm saying is like millennial made entertainment for kids is so much more explanatory around emotional intelligence and and so like looking having seen things like Steven Universe and I could name dozens of things like Steven Universe that my kid is absorbed and then going back and seeing a story like this which is a very Gen X take right latchkey kid uh you know what i'm saying like the the dad literally Spielberg leaves. influenced yeah but like like yeah like the the old house thing like there's a bunch of tropes around this old house and the kids mm-hmm. are like like that is a that is just a very particular 
way of uh, telling a story that now suddenly seems really, really outdated. It's only 17 years old, this movie. And it just felt really, really <laughs> well, outdated. Only I mean, 17 I, years old. It can almost drive. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Or it, it could drive. It's yeah. a can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, most states it can. But, but I, I don't disagree with that necessarily. It's certainly a specific kind of trope and it came up at a certain time and all of that. But I, but I, you know, I think there's an appetite for it. There continues to be the Stranger Things series and its popularity is not that far flung from this. Um, you know, they're, they're in fact, they're even sticking it in the era we most think of as, you know, Gen X coming of age and, and all of that. And they're telling these fantastical stories through that lens. Um, I think there's plenty of room for that. You know, I, I, I don't know that in 05, I still think the Jumanji thing really stucks at, sticks out, you know, and if we're going to hate the, if we're going to hate the name of Zathura, we're going to hate the name Jumanji. Yes. They're both stupid. True. Correct. Thank you. They're both dumb names, but, uh, which one, which one really grabbed me, which one felt like more realistic sort of kids reactions to a fantastical thing. Zathura hundred percent for me. Like I, Jumanji just did not do it for me back in the day or now. Mm, no, or now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why well, Jumanji Jumanji has to be, has to be a hundred percent carried by its main star and he does fine. Like it's okay, but that's all it's got. You replace Robin Williams with yeah. someone else and yeah, no one cares. cares. Yeah. No one knows that movie. Yeah, and those two new ones are, you know, on the backs of Hilarious these performances comedies. of comedy. I, yeah, it's I all love comedy. Them as comedy. I still haven't seen them, so I, I can never. With just a touch us. of adventure. There's way more comedy in the new ones, which is fantastic, and it, it does it so well. Yeah. But the adventure to me is not is not nearly as entertaining as the original Jumanji. Do you think? Uh, do you think uh, adventure? This Zathura could enjoy a, a revamp like that, or no? Do you think it would be just? Compared I think to just, that again? I think Zathura is a thing of of his time. I don't yeah. think you could really. There's really no place to really go with this film. What do you think? It's a like, short story. The, is what like. How many pages of in the book? I mean, it's a yeah, children's like book. A children's book. There's not it's a lot of material. Mm. Yeah. But what do you think about like a you know? Could they do it as and 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 I'm kind of also in the dark with the newer The Rock and Jack Black Jumanji movies. Since this it's is hilarious. of the same mm. DNA and and created by the same author, could they right. then do like a hey this this uh, movie they cross over into the Zathura world? Right. And, right. Um, yeah, maybe, I can yeah, see that. All that. I can see that. Did this guy? So this but, guy wrote both those books. That's oh, and the Polar Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big yeah, deal. One of, uh, uh, yeah, Jumanji was like eighty five, and the Zathura was like two thousand. It was late. It was much later. He's got a so, thing they, about. Uh, he's got a thing about board games. This guy, he loves the board game. Yeah, he yeah, really he loves does, the board yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, Chris Van Alsberg. Now this guy is yeah. a, a baby boomer, right? And so he he had his childhood like in the in the fifties or sixties. Mm-hmm. So fifties. All of this stuff is based on uh, his childhood of yeah. playing those stupid tin freaking board games yeah he was born in 49 he's 72 now and uh would definitely you know baby boomer 100 percent, right but, mm-hmm. but he's got boy i didn't realize oh let's see um his art has been oh they used his art for covers of c.s lewis's uh chronicles of narnia when it was republished right. in 94 so the guy's also an illustrator he's an interesting yeah. dude and i haven't really if you if you love it. these kind of uh, great illustrative books, short story stuff, uh, uh, he does a great job. And uh, so does, uh, I don't know if you've ever, you, of course, we probably all have heard or read uh, Bloom County, but Berkeley Breath also has, has done a lot of uh, children's books, adult 
children's books. That was is, on my on my film sack bingo card. We got to talk right. about how you pronounce things. Has there ever been a more common name that people argued over how to say it? Oh, I don't know about common. <laughs> I don't know any other breathids than him. Are there other? Right. Is that I'm common? Saying like all through the eighties and nineties and two thousands, every time I, I came across with, it's like I was like, hey, ever, yeah, have you seen the new Outland by? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm do. not going to say his name. Berkeley yeah. breathed. Yeah. Breathed, <laughs> breathed. It's a weird name that I would have changed at a young age. I would have gone to that courthouse. I would have thrown my 80 bucks at the lady behind the counter, and I would have changed it to Wilson or something. Be proud of that name. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah whatever. It's unique. Whatever. Uh, so there's that. Uh, so interesting little bit of trivia here. This kid uh, who I, I was so impressed with in this movie and still am, uh, mm. Jonah Bobo is his name. The erasive action kid, yeah. Uh, yes, erasive he, action. He hasn't done anything since 2014. I don't know what that means. He's 25 now. Um, he got out. He got out of the industry exactly when he should have. Yeah, <laughs> maybe this is yeah. good. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. He's so great in this, and kids really his is. age at the time. This is the other funny thing is during this thing he lost seven teeth during the shooting. Oh, oh yeah, because of that, because of his age. Because yeah. of his age, yeah. not because he got in an accident. Yeah, because yeah. of like mishaps. Because the, the, the robot punched yeah, him. He lost of, seven teeth. Uh, no, he kept losing his teeth. They had to use these things called, I've never even heard of these. They're called flippers, but they're basically okay. kids' versions of, of dentures. And okay. he had to wear these Neat. fake teeth yeah. so that he could get the same. Kid in the done. Stranger Things probably could have used those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kid, that kid he, had some, he had some surgery, didn't he? Because his is permanent, I think, did, I think yeah. or something like that. I think yeah, it would have been, yeah. been funny Dustin. if your actor loses teeth to go ahead and write it into the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and write it in. Why not? It could have just been, oh, another tooth fell out. All seven are falling out during this weird spaceship ordeal. <laughs> did that with Jim Carrey and his uh, <laughs> dumb and dumber chip tooth thing. Yeah. Yeah, like there's a thing where he throws a baseball and hits Josh Hutcherson right in the face. Yep. I don't like that could that could have been a, an explanation. Yeah, that's true. Right, right there. <laughs> and Josh, and that's Josh one of the Hutchinson, things that actually happens in the Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that Josh Hutchinson dude who I only knew previous to this from the um Hunger I, Games I, I am tribute, yeah, that thing. Oh, sure. Uh oh, did you ever see Road to Terabithia? No. Oh, that was good too. Oh, cute, I love that movie. It's a cute film. Yeah. yeah. Zoe De Chanel. I mean, he's yeah. it's really it touches on some really interesting Randy like, would hate it. Mental health <laughs> issues and stuff like that. I know. Cuz cuz that road to Terabithia is imaginary. It's all imaginary. Randy right. hates imaginary. So, imaginary. so hold on a second. So is he Oh, yeah, so, okay. Wizard. So he's in that uh I don't right. yeah. have any like I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say about him. He's he's really good in this and perfectly cast as kind of that shitty older brother, yeah. at least initially yeah. Yeah. where, really and there are moments in there where I was He's, like, Favreau's got boys or he had a brother. Yeah. Some, these guys know this interaction so jo well. And these kids are nailing yeah. that stuff. They're so good. Yeah. At Josh Hutcherson has a real tragic look in his soul. Yeah. And, and that he, it plays really well. When you need someone who's kind of looks like they're broken, mm -hmm. and I kind of worry about him sometimes. I'm like, oh, I hope he's okay. <laughs> but, like, yeah, he's, even uh, even he's at also, age twelve, he looks that way. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's another one who kind of you know I feel dodged that uh, that curse that happens to a lot of kid actors, right? Like he, yeah, you know, yeah. he was in a lot of stuff uh, in the 2000s and 2010s yeah. and stuff, and and he may be you know, more well adjusted than all of the rest of them. But if you need a tragic okay. looking actor. I think he's the uh, he was the go to there. Also, did you ever guys ever see uh, uh, the Spiderwick Chronicles? No. Spiderwick never Chronicles, saw that. Kind of uh -huh. the same era. No. Yeah, no. Miss, Miss that's Spider also a good one. Like, more magic. Either was too more... young for it or too old for it. Yeah. And uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, sure. Time travel and magic, Randy. 
Stay yeah, away. Those are good. Emergency. Yeah, it's interesting. Emergency. It's interesting that you're you're trying to make that case when I just said I love Elf and Wizard of Oz and so on. Like I I don't know what you're saying. No, there. I know. I I get it. I uh, here's the thing. I think might be going on. It's weird to feel this way though, because normally I'll think of something from my childhood. I go back to like Time Bandits, right? And I think of Time Bandits so fondly. I love Time Bandits. It's amazing. That's a great movie. But I won't lie. If I was like at the time it was Randy, but anybody, if I was today to watch Time Bandits for the first time ever, I'm not going to have any of those feelings for this thing. Mm -hmm. So it's a little weird that I have such fond feelings about a movie that came out when I was 34 years old. Like we heard, we heard a bunch of that last week with uh, the uh, sci-fi animated heavy metal. With heavy metal, heavy we, metal. Yeah. we heard a bunch of that from people that were like, "Hey, I was you know eighteen when this came out. It really like captured my imagination. I like to draw, whatever." Like we, we people were telling us this, especially on Twitter, yeah. and like that's a thing that it's something you should really account for that movies have an audience, intended audience, and they have a a capturable audience right. and you could easily be outside of that. Sure. But in this case, I think maybe what wins it over in the end for me is that they don't play like Pixar as an example. They're, they're respecting that there are some adults in the room. And so the acting needs to be good. And it is, uh, they need to have certain jokes that are a little, you know, like brother calling his brother, a dick is not, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily kid fair, but it's it's adults going, yeah, it's totally what my brother would have said or, yeah, you know, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those things really resonate with me. And they feel like, I don't know, I feel like Favreau does this in almost everything he's ever made. Cowboys and Aliens may be the one exception of a freaking terrible movie. We should watch that here, by the way. Well, yeah, we yeah. Absolutely. It's on our list. Yeah. It's I, a terrible movie, but it sure is a lot of fun. Yeah. But again, again, they're like you're, you're just bringing up that thing where it's like my expectations were being sent one way. The movie starts with a dad struggling to you know, deal with two differently aged sons and, uh, you know, and his job and all this stuff like they're t- it's telling a story. Mm-hmm. And then the dad just gets thrown out the window and never has anything to do with the, the rest of the movie. And it's like, come on, why did we, why did you tell me that? And then, you know, like that the, we suddenly find out, Oh, there's actually a third kid. Okay. I'm interested. I'm, I'm, an, I'm way more invested in this because this third kid is different than the first two mm-hmm. I, in a lot of ways, like in every way, but then she gets sidelined. Like she gets literally put on ice. Like, I'm like, why is this movie doing this? I, you know, like I'm sitting, I'm sitting there asking questions and it, I never get answers, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I would really like for the game itself, the board game that looks so interesting to just get some more time, some explanation. Like, how is it? What are these cards coming from? You know, <laughs> like, you I just, shuffle the cards yeah. every time you <laughs> yeah. load the game. And yeah, there's, a, there's sure a certain the admiral card comes after the captain card. There's a like, there's you, a certain uh, like you can't if you're a tabletop <laughs> gamer, you can't go into this movie without parking your brain as far away from that door as yeah. possible. God, yeah, but, that, because, like, the, but I wanted that tin like that. Watching it this time, I want that tin machine, you know, yeah. with all the inner workings and the gears and moving the spaceships and yeah. knowing how does it know to back up? Would yeah. you get you know go back three spaces? And, yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's a very cool uh, you know. Cool. 50s Only complaint about the design of that thing is that the cards were sideways. I was like, why okay. is the Z on the back of the card printed <laughs> sideways relative to the words on the other side of the card? That was just like driving me crazy. Dude, they could have like any game designer would have told them 
No, you don't do it that like You got to get the one. second you... edition. You get the new edition. They fix it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. What had to have one of those would be neat. I thought, um, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought this was all based on a real board game, but I guess not. Mm-hmm. It's not a real yeah, thing. It's just that it's it feels so real. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because back then. It's like one of those I, things you see in a, a thrift shop now, right? That, you know, doesn't oh, yeah. work and. Yeah, doesn't yeah. work. Uh, there's no way any game with that much <laughs> with that much internal mechanism could yes. ever work more than a yeah. couple times. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. pretty nutty. I uh, I guess I guess I guess what I'm saying is that if you were going to make a movie about kids that isn't too scary but a little scary, isn't too serious but a little serious, themes are simple but not too simple. I think this movie got it right. I just think they know what they're doing. I had a, I had a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a good time as well. It was a very good time. Yeah. Here's some fun uh, trivia for you. Uh, Kristen Stewart admitted she was so disturbed to see the life-size replica made of her face or made of her body. Yeah. uh, It was actually really, Mm -hmm. it's actually really good. Yeah. This is the part that got her, though. The part that freaked her out is not long after the film, several men offered to buy the replica to her and (laughs) freaked her out. Yeah. I worried worried about that. Yeah. I I was like, I hate people. Yeah, I knew I knew that thing had to end up at somebody's house, that, and I'm like, they should have destroyed that. Do, yeah. do we even have to? Can we delete a piece of trivia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't want know. to know that people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I assume that uh, people do that, and, and if we can add something we stupid, we should be able to remove it. I would assume. I don't know. <laughs> it was yeah. again, like for me, for my money, the best yeah. thing in the movie is when she comes to life, when she comes back to life. And she starts interacting with the scenario with like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, like, it's right. just, that is the, that's the, it's awesome because like up to that point, she's literally made of wood. Like, you know, like they're carrying, <laughs> when they're carrying her up the stairs, I don't know why. I just thought it was so yeah. funny and entertaining. When it fell kids. down the stairs and bumped him in the head and he freaked out, yeah. I yeah. legit yeah. laughed. I thought that was freaking funny. Um, they're, they handled that stuff. I thought pretty well, considering it's just a big frozen, like that could have looked like such shit. Like, it yeah, it could have just yeah. looked like so a store bad. mannequin with, yeah. And they only shoot it from behind or something like that. Yeah. No, they, yeah. Now they got it they right. Pretty good. They did. I thought it was her holding still until it fell. I thought, oh, she's yeah, just holding yeah. really still here. She's got makeup on. Good for them. But then it hits the steps and I'm like, oh man, that thing's, they made a big, <laughs> heavy replica of that girl. And that would be a little freaky if I, if I was her, I guess. And you can buy it on eBay for $12,000. Oh God, I hope I would not. Like, I, I have to say, I would not mind having a wooden replica of like myself, of myself. Oh, like, I, okay. I sure. think like. I just think no, that would, it would be really freaking funny to like <laughs> no. put it somewhere no. and dress it. And so I think it, you do could you have want a it, lot But of do you want fun. it to be like Madame Dussault's like, is that her name? Is that my saying? Tussaud. Yeah, Tussaud. Yeah, the wax, Tussaud. Yeah, the wax museum. Yeah, yeah. Do you want them to be like freaky off like that? You know, like the Uncanny Valley style. Yeah, do you want to be really the, accurate? Like, which do you that's prefer? That's the problem the thing, is you've got one expression on that thing forever. And <laughs> yeah. never, that expression <laughs> is never going to feel right for whatever's going <laughs> on in your life. What I, what I love about Madame Tussauds is you walk around and some of the people in there, some of the figures in there are really good. Yeah. And that makes you realize that some of the famous people are themselves more cartoonish than reality. Yeah. Like, like you walk around, you see the rock at Madame Tussauds and you're like, Oh wow. I just realized the rock himself must be made a, of wax. He's a big cartoon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, I, if well, they're going to make one of I'm, me, let's, here's what I want. They want, I want all the film sack hosts and I want it to be in the, in the flavor of the president's, the robot presidents in Disney, just right. totally off, and just nasty and broken, and so each one of us, each one I'm, of us takes a turn and suddenly starts talking. Yeah, we'll raise our hand. Yeah. And go, 
And oh. then uh, Brian Dunaway's uh, starts malfunctioning. He goes, <laughs> no, look, I'm like I'm like the Highlander. There can only be one. Oh. And so any any type of I could never have been a twin. And maybe yeah. I was murdered in the womb or something. I don't know. <laughs> but no, it disturbs me to think that there's another one like me out there. I will kill it. Uh, I will destroy a list- it. <laughs> a listener on Reddit asked me to pull a clip from last week's episode of you done away saying a thing. I'm going to play yeah. it right now because oh, you just reminded me of it. And um, mm-hmm. also, I think if it was sort of alluding to this, so check it out. This is what you said last week. Free love. Free oh, there you go. love. Free. I'm free love. <laughs> See, that's the thing. See, yeah. if, if you make a replica of me, it will destroy the world. Yeah. Yeah. I have to end yeah. it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I totally, totally fully understand. Uh, okay, have you heard of the? So there's a there's a curse, not a curse, but there's a thing with this movie called curse. the Julianne Moore rule. Um, oh. And here's what it is: Josh Josh Hutcherson, Jonah Bobo, and Kristen Stewart Jonah would all Bobo. end up starring in films in which Julianne Moore would play their mother. Uh, for Hutcherson, it was in The Kids Are All Right in 2010. For Bobo, it was in Crazy Stupid Love in 2011. And for Stewart, it was still Alice in 2014. Oh, I was wondering what that was. Yeah. was for for uh, for uh, yeah, Kristen Stewart, Julianne Moore getting okay. around, man. You know, is it? <laughs> here's what's the problem. The only time if you say Julianne Moore to me, here is immediately what I think. Of. <laughs> oh, I can I can finish that sentence for you. You're thinking uh, bottomless Grand Canyon. Uh, it's uh, actually uh, it's you're you're right about the director. Different uh, movie. Um, it's, it's different. It's Altman. No, it's shortcuts. Shortcuts. There you shortcuts. go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's walking around with no pants on and shortcuts as if she's not just talking away like it's nothing. And didn't she do something similar in the big Lebowski? Like she had, she did. She, she was suspended from a chain and uh, making art, like making Making art art with her nakedness. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. What's funny is you haven't named the movie where she walks around in underwear the most boogie Boogie nights. Oh, boogie nights. Sure. Yeah. Well, that one, you expect everybody to walk around like that. But in the case of like in shortcuts, I just remember going, Dude, you don't even know you don't have pants on. Donald ducking. Yeah. Yeah, you're total Donald, Donald ducking. ducking. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, she's a good she's a good mom to all these three kids is the point. And uh, Oh, which which reminds me of a trope. No, you got a trope, do you? For Zathura. Uh yeah, we got a mother around here somewhere. Yeah. I mean, well, seriously, yeah. we have a mother like this is the probably the best example I've ever seen of we've got a mother around here somewhere. She's named uh, that all the cast know that she exists and where she is. It's just not going to have any impact on the movie whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we, do we need she's in her house. It's yeah. a four day week. Four day week. Yeah. She's a, uh, it's a, a four day the, week. Four day dad week. Chicken the Honda is what she is. Not, not a chick in the bucket. She's a chick in the Honda. <laughs> yeah. Chick in the SUV yeah. somewhere. She she it's, ended up having a bit of a what's what's what was uh Niles's wife on uh Oh Maris. Maris. Yeah, a little bit of a Maris. A little Vera. Maris. Vera, yeah. yeah. Just not gonna show her, never gonna be here. Uh, whatever. I, I think yeah. I think we we've got a mom around here somewhere is the most uh prominent when it's about kids and like the kids are of a certain age because mm-hmm. like any kid in this kind of danger would be calling out for their mother. They would be like, you know what I'm saying? Like they, mm-hmm. they would have a, a, they would have a, at least a reference to their mom more often than these kids do. Yeah. yeah. I felt bad. I have to admit as somebody who's, you know, sometimes you got to be careful about uh, leaving things on certain tables or whatever. When the dad, played by Andy Dufresne over there, Tim Robbins, uh, got the kid knocked over the, with the ball and he knocked over the drink and it smeared all over his, his oh. uh, print. Mm-hmm. I was 
I felt that in my loins, mm-hmm. like yeah. just like. Yes. Well, I was pissed oh. at Tim Robbins for leaving a big old giant orange drink open, no lid on us. Right. Of course, it's gonna get knocked over. You saw on you, Tim Robbins. Yeah, it kind of is actually. The last oh. time I spilled, I did this the other night on a live show. It was on while we were recording. Core, I dumped a big thing of water over, all over a keyboard, <laughs> and I had no one to blame but myself. You just don't have that shit near your workspace, or yeah. else you're gonna get. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's not it's is, it's when. For trouble. Yeah. I had a it's glass. Such a, such a Brady Bunch thing. Oh, Bobby, you ruined dad's plans. Yep. His uh, yeah. architectural renderings. <laughs> it's, it was a story. It, you know, it was just, it's a way to move the, fo- the story forward or back. When, but well, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm, all I'm asking is why mention it? Like why why even why even invoke mom at the beginning if you're never ever well, going to even Well, it's because he's close. they're divorced and he's yeah. trying to show divorced. that well the boys are here yep. on a weekend and it's our weekend but I'm so busy and I got work to do and this is hard and this, these two won't get along and I think it added properly to the chaos, um, you know. Another yeah. a, a really good example of this trope that I'm talking about is uh the 2017 Wonder Woman. Mm. Um so Wonder Woman, uh, Diana, what's her last name? Ross. Prince? No, Prince. Prince. Diana <laughs> Prince. Thank you. Uh, it, like it, it takes place in two time frames, right? But in the I current, in the more present time frame, yeah. uh-huh. uh, Diana is corresponding with Bruce Wayne. Uh, like she has, like right, you right. see a photo of them, and you're like, oh wow, he's Bruce Wayne is a part of this world and her universe, so on, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. never actually happens in the movie. Yeah, like, right? It's yeah. just like a, a like, why did you invoke Bruce Wayne, people? I, a, I, it's, I, there, the, it's their way of saying, don't forget, we're in this cool area where this one guy yeah. is, and you all yeah. love him, right? You know, I don't know. I mean, if you don't, let's face it, if you don't say they have a mom, then you're going to be wondering the whole movie if she did. Is, I would have way preferred that as a viewer. Not me, not me, because well, I kept thinking she was dead, and they like explained it, and I had I could stop thinking about it. I was like, cool. Now we know where mom's at, and now we know what Tim Robbins' pressure is. We know why the character is under so much pressure. Mm-hmm. And was it partially his fault? If it's a divorce, yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. If she died, then no. So you kind of you kind of get a little bit of reading or more facets. On Tim Robbins' character, yeah, it's all un, un, undetailed, but I think, yeah, I think right. you're you're meant to imply a bunch of stuff about, oh, well, this is a rocky relationship. They didn't see eye to eye. He bought this old house. She got the good house. Like all of that builds yeah. some story there where you're. Gosh, they could have actually made it an older looking, creepier house, couldn't they? Like it was like this old house. Oh. I'm looking around. Wow, yeah, it looks kind of cool. Yeah, it looked kind of cool. They had the, the new worse, floors, and ugh, it was nice. Right, worse than that. Th- what is I mean, I know Tim Robbins draws cars. How much do they pay? Because that place I who could afford that place? Right, I couldn't right. afford that place. Solo, and the dumb like waiter? And, and pay and pay child support and pay alimony. And, <laughs> and and they even mentioned they had a helper. They just said Oh Lupe, uh, the Lupin or Lupe Lupe Lupe. Lupe or something and went and got some I was like what the? What is he doing? Yeah, that's and, by the way oh, the God. same exact name as the maid in that Seinfeld episode where they're in that hotel in California, and he was yeah. asking for short cheating versus not short cheating. Her name was also <laughs> Lupe. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, the presence of a dumb waiter does not make a house old. No, it I, doesn't. <laughs> I watched I watch house uh, inspection TikTok. People are putting freaking dumb waiters into brand new houses in 2022. Well, it's because they're being hip. Interesting about it. I think. They're being hip. Yeah, right. So it's, hip. it's uh all right vintage. Vintage, what is old is new again. But but you're right. I'm like put I don't a turntable in there. There is a there is a disproportionate <laughs> amount. Right. There's a disproportionate amount of houses in movies that have dumb waiters as opposed to real life. 
Yeah, number of dumb sure. waiters I've seen in my in, in the really real world one. Yeah, and uh, have you ever remember I've seen st- in movies all the time. Yeah, all the time. Have you ever seen one of those things that like uh, you sit on? It's for people who have mobility issues. They sit on it and then mm-hmm. takes yeah. them up the stairs. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. I've never seen one of those. Never in seen life, one in I've real life. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I always I, I always feel like I have, but now that I'm thinking right. about it, nope. I think yeah, I've I, never nope. seen one except in movies. I I grew up with parents whose uh, best friends. Uh, one of them uh, was had had polio when he was a little kid right and so he was uh confined to a wheelchair his entire life and successful accountant but i i was taken over to their house all the time and they had the the lift up the stairs and i oh i wanted to ride yeah, it so dude, bad that's the thing a, oh, that's so, the thing yeah and of course i was always told please don't you know please don't beg them to ride the thing like if they if they offer for you oh i'm not gonna thing, beg gonna i'm thing, gonna but, do it as soon as they turn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna run up and commandeer it do they, yeah. So let me ask you this about that. Since you'd seen one in real life, Randy, do they have, uh, is, does the wheelchair chair or whatever that you normally are being moved around in, does that attach to it or is it a separate seat? No, you have, you have an upstairs wheelchair and downstairs. Oh, uh, okay. Uh-huh. I, I always confuse Stop me. touching my upstairs wheelchair. <laughs> what's uh, the, movie, had, what's uh, the movie where the lady got flung out of the house from one? Uh, that'd be Gremlins. Yeah, oh, Gremlins. Gremlins that's Loved right. It. He also, and it wasn't just any ladies. Was. It was yeah. Kiss My Grits. Right. Oh, it was, was it? Florence Jean Tackleberry? Yeah. Shut up. That's uh, he great. also had grips all over the house. All, everywhere you went, there were these like mounted grips where yes. you could reach out from your chair and, and grab on and grab stand stuff, up. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that was there. Okay. Yeah, was, yeah. And the the Thura house. Let me just say, I don't know what haunted, crazy architect built this place, but they had a light switch for every little light in the whole house. When he was turning the lights off, when they were in space. Mm-hmm. He was literally, he flipped like 20 switches upstairs right, right. and each one of them had one light attached to him. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no you know way. What? And that's another, another good life lesson. Turn off the lights when you leave a room. Damn straight. And, uh, yeah. Damn right. straight. Did you guys not just love your brother? It's turn off the damn lights. Yes. Did I haven't get, been did... that upset since with a doorknob episode. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the, uh, better watch yeah. out the Christmas. Yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tina made the comment actually about like, I wonder if they made the, uh, the doors of this house like a lot shorter or if Tim Robbins really is that freaking tall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's that tall, right? He's a pretty he tall guy. A giant. Yeah, yeah. He's a gigantic dude for Hollywood. He's funny though. Cause he's, he goes against the grain a little bit. Like when you yeah. see Tom Cruise, you think he's taller than he is. He's actually a tiny little guy. You see Jeff Goldblum and you're like, Oh, he's so tall compared to everybody else. But I think Goldblum's shorter than Tim Robbins, and Tim Robbins never yeah. strikes me as taller than yeah. somebody like that. So, so it's weird. So I've I've looked it up several times before. Tim Robbins is six foot five, mm-hmm. and the reason uh, I've looked it up is because Clancy Brown is also very tall, but he's six foot three. So Tim Robbins would have kind of towered over Clancy Brown in Shawshank, if not right. if he hadn't made if they they made a lot of efforts to make Clancy Brown look down. bigger. Yeah, they yeah. they they made Tim Robbins hunch. And sure. sort of like shrink. Yeah. Yeah. He that was always sense. sitting down or leaning over. I'm yeah. going to be watching that this week because my daughter and I are here while Kim's out of town. And I said, I'm finally making you watch that damn movie. So we're going to see how that oh, went. Yeah. And now I'm going to think about how hard it is to get a six foot five frame through a hole in the wall and out the sewer pipe. That's impressive. Man. Yeah. I'm also, yeah. I'm also going to watch it soon. I'm, I'm getting into watching, you know, the best movies of all time with my kid. And yeah. I, it's a good I, one. It's, it's still. It's still pretty PG thirteen. Oh, know? very but, much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, besides, um, I'd like to say it's PG thirteen. I think I'd it's like kind of R 10. still, isn't it R? I think it's R. 
I would argue it's still pretty R, but I, you know, Carter's 25. You're right. There's a, there's a pretty bad rape scene. Yeah. Prison rape's no good, but (laughs) (laughs) there's a real strong statement, by the way, everyone marked it down the day you heard Scott say prison rape's (laughs) no good. That's a a real hard way to go out on a limb with that one. I know. I feel like I really pushed my boundaries today and acknowledge that prison rape is no good. (laughs) Um, uh, anyway. I was, you know what? You know, what, I want to. I want to give the opposite of a trope to this movie. Oh. There's, some, there's something I really liked about Zathura. Oh, I wish I could play and, this backwards. I don't have a way to do it. All right, go ahead. Um, the movie only really beats the hell out of the house. Mm. Yeah, the kids. Yeah. The kids are in danger. They yeah. have to. Yeah. They have to do some heroics. Not enough, in my opinion. The, the, the movie really needed the kids to perform more heroic feats. Uh, rather, you know, the most heroic thing they do is turn a a, a, a key. Like it's, it's too bad, but, but, but it only beats the hell out of the house. And this movie really easily could have had the kids getting more injured than they did. Yeah. That's right. probably a, gr- a reason why they didn't want to write the losing, the missing teeth, uh, right, yeah, right. Get exactly. into the movie. Cause then you got permanent things you have to explain to the dad. Like, exactly. Wow. Why, why all of a sudden do you have seven teeth missing and you were just playing a board game? Yeah. Did anyone, by the way, did anyone else expect when the dad came back finally in the end for him to know about the game, for him to have any I- idea of Zathura? Like, Right. Am I the only uh, one who expected there to be like dad? Oh yeah, that was sitting in the office or uh, sitting uh, yeah, in the basement. Oh, yeah, that, that old that, thing. Yeah. yeah, dad, we played Zathura. Like, oh yeah, I know what you're. I know what happened to you, right? Like, did <laughs> yeah. anybody else expect that? No, I, hoping for it, but not yeah, expecting. Didn't it. Didn't expect it. I couldn't remember either. I was trying to remember. I, I also had the same feeling that maybe there was like some kind of connective tissue. It's like, oh yeah, that happened when I was a kid. Um, in the book, boy, I mean, this is a you know, I can't believe they veer from the. 15 page book with the script but uh in the book uh, they actually find the uh the board game under a jumanji game that they found in the park no oh, they probably so, got yeah. some oh, they probably got some rights issues some other studio owns the jumanji rights and, that's uh, that's right. way better i would way rather they find it in in a dumpster and bring it home than right. find it in the home that their dad I, moved into i want to know more about grandma because they you know grandma was cremated she had i'm assuming it was grandma's house this is probably where she kept the mm. games when tim robbins was growing up and they never really uh, you know even talked about the grandma any yeah. so they also and, they also yeah. did very little to explain this weird time travel brother business like oh right how right. that 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 all was handled i did like that, i yeah the the multiverse of zathura that they kind <laughs> of touched on for just half a second but they didn't really go anywhere with yeah, yeah. right it's it was a, it was a yeah. letdown like it was a, it was a serious letdown to me because like the astronaut the, the everything around the astronaut is cool up to that point and then, right. and then I'm like, oh, you just sort of erased a lot of like the, like the, cause I, you spend the whole movie going, what's this guy doing here? Why is he so mm-hmm. invested? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what, what mm-hmm. he's real personable with them. Yeah. Where they either need come to from? Clue, they either need to give more clues about that to, to, so that it's like, oh, the thing's right in front of me the whole time, or they need to not do it at all. And it doesn't, it really didn't need <laughs> to be done. Yeah. Having, having him get re, uh, re, uh, acquainted with a brother that he lost. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't the actual brother who was already in the house. Would have been just as powerful as, as you know, having it be that kid. I agree, yeah, right? Because because then you have this like ham fisted magic moment where people reabsorb their own future. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. It was like weird, and and that was you know like. I, I don't know. There's just it feels like there should have been better ways to do that. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought the uh, I put a gif of it that I made in the thing, but I thought the actual morph effect 
was pretty good the, for 05. It's not bad. It was terrifying. It, <laughs> it was, was, good, it was a little was. too good, terrifying. maybe. Like a little too well. Yeah. We've gotten too good at the morph. The, de- the demorphing of him was just too much for me. I didn't yeah. care for it. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I, this is, this demorphing is the, the spot where I stop tearing this thing down because it's so much easier to, <laughs> to destroy than to build up. Okay. This movie has Dax Shepard and Dax Shepard has no business being this good. He has it is there is nothing in Dax Shepard's history before this moment that indicates he's going to be as as great as he is at playing this role he's at great, being a right. presence in there. I loved Dax Shepard in this movie. I feel like and like I when, when was, I just I don't understand how they found him. In, in, when was he Baton? When was Baton <laughs> happening? When was that? Uh, it, idiocracy yeah. was right. This was. This? Yeah, this was, this was hot off the the without a paddle, and he really stood out in without a paddle. Yes, Idiocracy um, was his next movie. I looked at it. Oh, yeah, it was okay. after, so right, wow. right after this. Yeah. Oh, oh six. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's but without surprising. a paddle was when when people really started paying attention to Dex. I don't remember Shepard. without a paddle. Was that? Uh... Oh, that was with uh, with uh, Seth Green and uh, oh, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, Fantastic yeah. comedy. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, kids who have kind of grown up and they've got to, they, one of their friends dies and they have to go, they're trying to on a spiritual kind of quest thing. It's pretty, pretty hilarious. And it's on uh, Netflix right now. Is it? I really, I really appreciate that Lillard and Shepard had better careers after that than Seth Green. Yeah. Like, Cause he's yeah. like the star of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Seth Green had a different career. He right. went more into, you know, in production and, and Working different behind things. The, scenes, the whole robot chicken yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's still busy doing crap like that. He still shows up and stuff though. It's, it's, yeah. It's, do you guys busy. remember Greg, the bunny? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do yeah. remember that Greg, the bunny. Show? Yeah. Fox yeah. TV yeah. show or something. Yeah. 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 Was it like a season, season and a half? I, maybe I, I loved it. I actually yeah. had it on like DVD or something at one right. point. There's, they must still be um, pals cause robot chicken, which is still in production. Uh, Dax Shepard yeah. was just in this season's episodes of that, so they must be friends still or something. Yeah, I always feel like he, you always see the Seth Green stuff. It's always people he hangs out with, or you've seen him in other yeah. stuff and and whatever. Um, Dax Shepard famously, of course, uh, married uh, what's her beak, uh, Veronica Mars. Kristen Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell, mm-hmm. lucky guy. Yeah, he, he was in Veronica Mars. In, oh, yeah. in 2014, yeah, go ahead. I loved uh, the show Parenthood. That you know, going back oh, to yeah. Peter Berg, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, it was a good. That was a great Peter Berg production. That movie it was a show. great yeah. Peter Berg production. Yeah, yeah he makes. Good speaking shows. of uh, speaking of people who've been in film sack before, uh, this movie you, you're going to be surprised at who has been on film sack the most of this crew. Mm. It is not Dax Shepard, mm. and okay. obviously, not- obviously, it's not Josh Hutcherson. Uh, we've actually seen Kristen Stewart the most. Yeah, I was, um, thinking, oh. I was thinking with Panic Room and uh, yeah. Viva Rock Vegas is our other one for her. <laughs> Wait, we watched, Flintstones we watched Viva Rock her. Vegas for film sack. You know, I always say or something. I, I don't even remember in that. Yeah. Exactly. I, you know, usually we say, oh, I thought we sacked that one. And I'm like, when you said Flintstones, I'm like, yeah, we never sacked that. I don't even remember watching that. Did I see <laughs> Viva that? Viva Rock Vegas? <laughs> Viva Rock uh, Vegas. I'm sorry, that's part two, right? She's also tied with Tim Robbins. We've seen Tim Robbins twice before this uh, in Howard the Duck and in a 
bit tiny bit role in Top Gun barely counts. Oh, that's right. Sam Robbins was that's right. Gun. That new movie, by the way, uh, speaking Maverick. of Rotten Tomatoes, ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes right yeah. now. Yeah, oh, no way, really. Yeah. I don't want it to yeah. be good. I it's want, gonna be I want good. Justified in avoiding it. Um, no. I really want to see it. I was a fan. I liked Top Gun growing up. I was a yeah, big fan. too, and that's why I feel like this is just like, oh, okay, we're gonna have a beach volleyball scene, and we're gonna have a, mm-hmm. you know, he's the new Tom Skerritt, and it's gonna be the same story just with people moving yeah. up. Spaces. I do love that he's older this than Tom Skerritt was when Tom Skerritt played the the director guy. He's like literally Rich. older than him now, which is so weird. But yeah, this he's is supposed to be like the Balboa or whatever. It's kind of like where he's grown up and now he's the teacher kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like the one who knows everything. He comes back to the program. Uh, Goose right. has a son who looks just like Goose. He looks just like him only because of that yeah. mustache. Yeah, but dude, I mean, ninety-seven percent is hard to fight or hard to argue with. I don't, yeah. It seems like people yeah. are stoked about it. Um, uh, real quick here, what, the other person we, we see all the think that Goose had that son. By the way, like it had it. Had yeah. she, was she was pregnant when he died. Oh, like that's they, right. She had to be. Yeah. conceived yeah. after playing the piano in a in a diner. Yeah, yeah. As you know, every California diner has a piano in it. Of course. And of then course. they, yeah. then they, you know, the like take me home or lose me forever. They went home and conceived a baby. Yeah. Tony, the only thing I'm sad about with any of this is Tony Scott's not around to direct it because I think he oh, would have done a great yeah. job. But um, so the biggest con- the thing about this movie and every, almost everything else we've mentioned today, this David Coop guy writes everyone's oh. scripts. So he wrote this is a thorough uh, yeah. script. He right. wrote uh, the thing we just oh Panic Room. Um, that dude's everywhere. I think we've so we, let me let me if, give you some others that we've seen on film sack. Yeah. He uh he did the screenplay for uh Crystal Skull. Okay. Ugh. Um uh he did the screenplay for Mission Impossible. We watched the first Mission Impossible. Yeah. And then he did the screenplay for The Shadow, which I think that is very interesting because we we talked a lot about how The Shadow is doesn't deliver on what we thought was a perfectly good script. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a decent script, so, but does not execute yeah. well on the script. I agree with that. Um, yeah. he wrote ghost town, pretty good, uh, Ricky Gervais deal. Uh, let's see. He's, oh, he's man. He's busy. He's got all kinds of shit going on. He's, he wrote the Lego Jurassic world game. What? Oh no, oh, no. They oh, just gave him credit. They had to yeah, write yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They gave him credit cause he wrote the movie. That's why or wrote the, uh, Screenplay Jurassic World screenplay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you one other one other film set connections thing that I dug into was the cinematography. Yeah. So the the director of photography for Zathura uh, is a guy named Guillermo Navarro, and we've seen uh, several Guillermo Navarro films, and I think we loved the cinematography in all of them. It's mm. Four Rooms, it's yeah. From Dusk Till Dawn, it's Hellboy Two, Spawn, and The Long Kiss Goodnight. Every one of those movies was is connected to this one to wow. weird oh original jurassic park also screenplay by this guy he must have that must have really been the deal for him 93 he's like hey uh you want me to write your jurassic park do you oh it's one of the biggest films of all time i probably don't ever have to work again you can just chill but no he I, I don't have to i don't ever have to apply again people come to me now yeah they come to you mm-hmm. not the other way around well well done david co-op and your name is weird all right <laughs> um uh gross what do you guys uh, hear i'm gonna play this here uh this is our whack this for this week this is our gross uh clip you waxed your anus all right what gross got out in this movie what would you- <laughs> well you, you already told us so i'm i've been trying to think of something else i'll tell you what it was almost a tie 
with oh, it with it slightly going to that radio. So so it was that there's the disgusting shot of this radio kind of waterproof bathroom radio. I remember seeing some that of these. wasn't waterproof. You're yeah. not supposed to keep those in the bathroom. Well, whatever. So that thing didn't short. But that's what people do. And so she's in there. <laughs> yeah. She's playing her music, which was probably it's a little, little boombox with the CD player on the top. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. everybody had one of those. And this thing had a volume knob or whatever the hell that was that yeah looked like it was caked in death Ugh. it's horrendous yeah. some someone had touched the volume knob a lot while they were cooking yeah or something like yeah. just never washed it's it a all bathroom. that steamy air yeah. in the bathroom and i mean it yeah it's a, it's a bathroom radio so it's exactly what you would think uh we have a teenage girl apparently it's her bathroom is attached to her bedroom she's in there doing a hairspray makeup all the powder makeup all the hairspray it floats in the air it lands on the equipment it it's gross and nasty because of all the water. Seen it a million times. Yep. I grew up, I had sisters growing up. Did you guys have sisters? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. And they would spend nope. people who are like, Man, I she had sh- nothing. It's like, she <laughs> sure spent a long time in that bathroom. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I had my own bathroom, I would spend uh, that much time in it. All three of my sisters felt like days in the bathroom. And when we had to share <laughs> bathrooms, what a nightmare. It was terrible because uh, I'm yeah. in and out of there. Pee, brush my teeth, run my hand through my hair. I'm done. My sister go in there and then two hours later come out looking the same. Two hours later. Yeah. She was looking the same. Oh, such a burn. Such a burn. Burn. Deep deep cut, deep burn. Um, Anyway, so, okay. So for me, it's kind of closely tied to when uh, Hutcherson went outside and tried to spit into space. Um, I know that's fake, a little CGI spit and everything, but ew. Float and spit. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Don't be doing that. Because then, like, it reminds me, if I remember in the the International Space Station, and you're talking too much and a little spit bubble comes out, that thing's going to float all over the place. Freaking disgusting. No gravity up there. (laughs) So that Where do the farts go? Right. Where where do they go in space? Probably. Where do broken farts go? <laughs> do you think they spread? Does gas rise in the zero gravity environment? I don't know. I, does does zero mean, gravity have anything to do with it? I don't, no I don't even air, know. Then, yeah. If there's no there's air. There's got to be air inside the ship, though. I mean. Well, that's true. You're talking, but about, you're talking it, about if you stuck your butt out the spaceship and farted. What well, would happen to it? I Again, just don't I've, know if gravity I've, has I've any effect the, on that. So I don't I've, know. I've, I've turned the page in this episode on on tearing down this movie. So I I can't. <laughs> I just I would like to ask if anyone else had any thoughts about how the hell this house works during its adventure. Like how does water it, keep just going? Like, and did all it that? did it not strike you as strange that the water and the gas and so on was no, it's just because like, it was a, then, like, a they, magic. Oh, they open up. The, okay, so it's ma- but like, is there like a force field around the? People? There is. I don't know. There is. Well, there's like a. Uh, it's it's very much Doctor Who TARDIS rules, right? Where right. you can step out of the house and not need a any sort of oxygen. You can open the front door and not right. need any sort of oxygen. It's like some sort of. The, the TARDIS creates a force field around the user with oxygen, just like this Are house. you actually in space, or is this like a projection <laughs> can, can, of, into your Dorothy imagination? Can breathe in a tornado? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, and also, the way that that thing was getting you pelted. you back to, to uh, Wizard of Oz. Like, <laughs> it's perfect. The it's, way that thing was getting Wizard pelted. Wizard of Oz rules, man. Yeah, Wizard yeah. of Oz rules always, always all, Then it was all a dream. Is that is what you're saying? No, it, no. It, well, I mean, who knows? If all kids, well, I, three kids yeah. shared it, it's not a dream. I mean, they they all experience still part of the dream. Oh, true, maybe. But, but they all, you know, but that's, Freddy, Freddy, and them, they had dreams in Freddy's nightmares, and uh, those were yeah. all dreams. But they still remember them. <laughs> yeah, but they all. Yeah, some of them I do, died. I do think it. I, I think Nightmare on Elm Street is another good, good comparison here. I think this movie, this movie gets a little bit, uh, it gets a little esoteric with the supernatural aspect. Yeah. 
Right. And like, uh, do you know Frank I Oz? Did, Frank know, Oz played that I'll robot. You, you know that Frank Oz, a, fa- a famous Frank Oz. There was the robot man yeah, yeah. going must kill intruders or whatever. Why, that was cool. Yeah. Also, yeah. Why are the Vogons uh, mm. low rent <laughs> Zorgons? Zorgons. Uh, okay, come on, come on. <laughs> Zorgons, come on. Oh, you're okay. getting some, some Hitchhiker's Guide fans like really <laughs> angry right. if you what? if you yeah. I mean, up your come butt. up with a come up with a more distinct name then. But um, <laughs> like, like seriously, like you have you have Vogons established in it, like a billion people around the world know that name uh, because of how famous Hitchhiker's Guide was. Yeah, that's anyway, true. Zorgon is, um, but I think Zorgon fits the '50s pop art. Yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Right. Why are the but why are the aliens in this movie just like poor man's velociraptors? Yeah, they're just. I, don't, I didn't get that. They're lizard men. Yeah, but they're just. Yeah, they're just like slow. They need to be. They need to be something you can't communicate with. And uh, the kids probably thought lizards were uh, scary. So when they went yeah. into their their. Uh, you know, old space dust filled stupor when they took this yeah. game out of the basement that put them into Dave, a transfer of three hours. <laughs> have you ever yeah. seen Slee Stacks? They're terrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is horse. I just want to. I just want to thank you, Brian Ibbett, for giving me uh, like a piece. <laughs> that's a piece of apologia that I can really work with. Right. There was movie. some like you know heroin dust yeah. in the uh, in the game itself. Like, that <laughs> instead of instead of the Vogons being something that comes in. And is yeah. already established from the outside and comes in. You're saying maybe make that something that the kids invented for themselves. Right. That yes. helps me a lot because, like, yeah. I spent a lot of the movie going, "How do these people operate spaceships?" They, well, like, they're I'm pretty- here for you. I'm here for you to help you uh, with this. Thank uh, you. This sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what's crazy? This cast is only six human beings. This probably yeah, saves no, a lot yeah, of money. By very the way. Light. Yeah. So yeah, six like human it. beings are involved. The rest of them, well, they're not, not that they're not humans, but the rest are um, stunt people who are playing these Zorgons. So you got the robot. Right. So one of them's a robot, this John Alexander guy, Frank Oz doing the voice. I'll count him as an actor. So he's, he's the sixth. But then you got this Derek Mears, Douglas Tate, Joe Buckaroo or Bukaroo or whatever his name is, and Jeff Wolf. These are all Zorgon people. That's your, that's your movie. So they probably, because yeah. yeah. I did want to mention this and, and we haven't really talked about it. I think that the, combination of digital and practical effects in this movie are really really good and mm-hmm. the uh especially the house destruction interior stuff where things are just getting wrecked i think that stuff is viscerally rad it doesn't strike yeah. me as you know overly fake I, or you know i know there yeah. were times like the the meteors were definitely digitally enhanced but still they they definitely Visually, wrecked everything up a in place. this movie holds up and yeah, it's going to continue to hold up i agree that yeah. stuff looked really nice even some of the green screen, more obvious things like the kids getting sucked into the hole and junk like that was yeah was fine. You know, it would hold. It was up so today. fast and small and just yeah. yeah. You're not gonna. Whereas Jumanji, I knew everything was made out of freaking computer parts. Like it was just yeah. too yeah. too. It's hard. You know what I mean? Like the the yeah. elephants running through town. It's like well, those are some cartoon ass looking Pixar elephants. Well I, done, everybody. Uh, movie ends. Movie ends, and my kid goes. Uh, well, that was like a really cheap movie, and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's expensive. <laughs> yeah, but and he's like, like he had, he, you know, he was like treating it and like literally saying they, you know, that was like shoestring budget for that movie. I'm like, no, 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 no. This movie cost sixty five million dollars. Yeah, it's a to lot. Make. It's a lot of money. And mm-hmm. I mean, sure, some of it goes to uh, unnecessarily expensive song at the end or something. Yeah, I wondered <laughs> about that. You're so funny. You brought that up because as soon as that played, I went. Oh, that's got to be like a huge chunk of their budget, and it's just for the credits. Yeah, yeah. what a bummer! What like, was the song? I don't um, understand that part. It's kind of sad they didn't have Blur in there. I would have really enjoyed. Woohoo! <laughs> woohoo! <laughs> but awesome, awesome practical effects cost money. 
oh, and, yeah. t- and take right. time. Hell this, yeah. this movie probably took weeks and weeks like for, for each of these uh, uh, shots where parts of the set are getting destroyed in a perfect way. Well, know? it took seven baby teeth for the, for the thing <laughs> to get made. That's a long yeah, time. How much the Tooth Fairy paid for that? <laughs> it says here, no, it doesn't say how long they sh- took to shoot. Even though the movie took, I'm guessing three months, probably a 90 day shoot or something like that. Well, yeah, like I say, it cost 65 million dollars and it grossed uh, 30 million in the United States and Canada, which is a huge letdown for 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 people making a movie. But like like I say, I don't think audiences are are flock to something based on they heard that it's got great practical effects. No, that's that's too bad. The same thing happened in '99 to the um iron giant which everyone and their dog considers to be one of the greatest animated films ever made but no one saw it it's it tanked in theaters and it made up for that in aftermarket dvd and so on but in in those days it was like a real bummer because you were like man this is an amazing movie but no one's seeing it because why well it's not disney okay well we don't recognize the studio and it's what's about a giant robot what is this like nobody cared and now look at it. So I, I'm not saying this is the same as that, but I think Zathura has longer has a longer tail than maybe I'll some people you, thought. I'll it would bet have. you Brad Bird has seven houses. Like he he really capitalized on that. You well, know, yeah, like I going did, forward. Yeah, I did now. But sure. Well, I mean, I think Brad Bird Brad Bird did fine even after Family Dog. He was doing good. That guy's he was bound for greatness. There was no getting around yeah. it. And then his yeah. Pixar stuff made that made that permanent, I guess. But Anyway, uh, did you see that fat early aughts iPod she had in bed when she was trying yes. to ignore her dad? <laughs> yep. Because this what a is a sad week to see iPod. that. I know it is a sad week because they officially retired it this week. It's gone, right? Yeah. And I guess up till now they only were they were only selling the i the iPhone like iPod Touch. touches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's been a while since you could get a proper iPod or you know what we consider to be an iPod. But um, that's can, a, can that's I have a, a big can deal. I have a trope alert? Yeah, you can have a trope alert right here, right here. Yeah, you can have one. Sit down. <laughs> There's some crazy shit going down, and somebody wearing headphones turns up their music yeah. so they can hear it. I freaking love that trope. I desperately love that trope. And this movie took it to its fullest extent. She actually stops listening to the music. She gets up and goes to the bathroom and turns on the shower, which obscures her from hearing what's going mm-hmm. on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Everything about that. Like, it's a great metaphor for, for teenage years in, in general. You know, they just block everything else out. They only have what they're interested in. And that's just, you know, it's perfect for a girl. Her oh, age. I love that trope. So yeah, it was really good. Uh, all right, I have a bunch of clips here from the film Zathura. Would you like to hear some of these clips? Oh my oh, god! Sure. Yes. Oh, good because here's one Dog, of the little better play some clips. Here's a kid playing uh, saying "dick." Okay, so that's cool. Here you go, <laughs> Joy. You're such a dick. Ooh, he really rips it too. Oh, really, yeah. dick. such a dick. And he is a dick. Hutcher, Hutcherson's he is a dick. Older brother he's, bullshit. Oh, he he's that that older brother from the uh, Wonder Years. I can't remember the kid's name, but that's exactly oh, yeah, who yeah, I thought of yeah. with this this older he brother plays dynamic. That well, oh yeah. yeah, that's true. I haven't seen that in so long. Is that new one supposed, Wayne? To, supposed to be Wayne? Good? Was that his name? Yeah, Wayne. It Wayne? Yeah, you yeah. nailed it. I believe it's Wayne. I think that show is right. supposed to be pretty good. The new the new uh, yeah, remake. the newest was really good. I guess Fred Savage I, is the one they producer. just fired Fred Savage. Yeah, they fired <laughs> for being inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, what was he doing, Fred? What are you doing? No, jeez. Should have bought that script from Kramer when he saw you in that coffee shop and everything. Well, we won't fine. know what what he actually did until uh, Cyril from Breaking Bad or uh, not Bra- yeah. uh, Breaking Away uh, narrates it for us and yeah, tells us. Right. Yeah, we'll never know until then. I can't wait. I, right. 
I do really enjoy that the six-year-old became like advanced in his ball throwing skills so much at the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he just he somehow put in a hundred hours of practice <laughs> in the in the last day of the movie. Trust from your older brother makes everything better. That's the deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's uh two inches of space, okay? Give me about two inches of space, will you please? Two inches. Jeez. Two inches of space. Okay. All right. I'd want more than that. But, uh, it's a foreshadowing right there. A little bit, yeah. yeah. You're going to get about 400 yards of space here soon. <laughs> uh, here's uh, some time to grow up. I'm in fourth grade. I have a girlfriend. You know how dads, we have to grow up? Well, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. That was like one of my favorite lines. So now he's 10? I guess I... He's always 10. Okay. I'm in fourth I grade. I, I have I a girlfriend. Catch. Yeah. it's uh, Girlfriends yeah. at 10 seem... seem yeah. A little my, early, but whatever. my sixth grader was appalled. By the way, <laughs> that he had a, a girlfriend in fourth grade. No fourth graders have a girlfriend. Yeah, pretty rare. Although I got married, I got That's fake not- married in uh, sixth grade. Uh, there was right. this girl named Amy, I think. Did you and- consummate it by sharing? <laughs> you don't even remember your. Right, you don't remember your first girlfriend's name. So Jeez, here, man. this is literally how it went. It, I think the whole thing started on the bus. And then by the time I got to school, we had somebody picked out who was going to perform the fake marriage. They performed, they performed <laughs> this fake marriage. Like I don't yeah. remember. I think someone all volunteered or some idiot kid volunteered. Oh. So then they performed this. Tell me where you got your fake license. <laughs> Hold on. Right, right. So they performed this fake marriage in the hallway. And by, by the end of that thing, the consummation was we had to hold hands and walk around oh, holding hands. Sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, that's really sweet. It didn't last long. I hate to say it. We had to get a fake divorce. Does Kim know? Fake divorce, fake uh, fake child uh, custody. Had had to go visit the uh, fake lawyer. Yeah, fake lawyer. It was awful. (laughs) Uh, All right, here's Tim Robbins. Oh, I I am Tim Robbins as dad, I wrote here. I don't know what that means. Here we go. It's not like it means anything. hope it doesn't. It doesn't. It's just an expression. hope it is. It is. (laughs) That's something I would have totally done. Yeah, I would have stood there I, way longer than I'm supposed to saying that over and over. That's exactly how I handled that. Stuff. I wanted more of that from this movie. Yeah, it was good. Why that stuff was good. More of like yeah. in Elf, uh, all of those, all of those funny, uh, you know, distorted parent spots are mm-hmm. between Will Ferrell and uh, his dad, Walter. What's his name? Uh, just, um, uh, guy from Things. Um, Anyway, uh, there's like lots of Con, it in, R- in R- Robert Richard Con Con Robert uh, James 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 Con James Con. There you go. <laughs> and uh, and then there's an actual kid who plays his actual son, and it's like you get a lot of it. You don't just get one quick little bit, like but like you develop that. Oh, these people have a bad relationship. It you know, dad is being dad like over several different scenes, not just this one quick little thing. Yeah, I was also convinced after that scene that she that's her natural state kristen stewart is very good at being irritated half asleep teenager mm-hmm. i think yeah, that's her yeah, right. that's yeah. her zone she's really she's good like, there she's like 32 years old now i hope that we get to see her as like an adult in an adult role well she's got that she got that princess die thing it's supposed to be real good yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah i hope that i'm just saying i hope we come to see her like oh that. i see what you're you know saying. what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. as oh, opposed sure. to yeah. like she just feels so totally frozen she had a hunger game. She had a, game, she had a rough, Twilight. the fappening was rough on her. She had a, she, she was a very big target. Oh, on really? Yeah. forgot about that. But yeah. I didn't was, even, yeah. that's interesting that that's top of mind for you. I, well, I just remember there were a few people that really got muddied on that and it felt like her was one of them. I can't remember yeah. for sure, but I think it was her. All right. Uh, here's a, uh, get out of my face kind of deal. Do me a favor. Go downstairs and stay out of my face. 
All right, some teenage sister business. <laughs> Do me that favor, that one it's favor. It's the same thing that Dad just said, right? <laughs> yeah, two inches of space, get out of my face. Wow. Yeah. Now, this okay. is a great... Like the Dr. Seuss family is what they are. This is a great part of the movie where the brothers are trying to convince the sister something weird's going on, and I love how excited <laughs> they got about the card, so listen to this. Yeah. Oh, oh card! Oh, here comes the card. Yeah, they're so into it, dude. I didn't realize you were going to play the clip. I thought you were just describing the scene. So I'm no, like, oh, yeah. Sorry. It's, yeah. No, it's really good. Here, I'll play it again. The card! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. The card, oh, thank God. And then this was a fun uh, moment. Give me a juice box, biatch. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. This right here was very relatable. This sounded like every conversation I ever had with my siblings, somebody was always doing this, so here, I'll play it. What are you doing? Making mac and cheese. That was my life growing up. Make, yeah. Somebody was making mac and cheese every minute of the day, it felt like, in our house. <laughs> Either that or what we called Korean soup, which was just the cheap ramen that you would cook on the microwave. I, oh, I, sure. I, one of the things uh, between my wife and I that is like a moment for me is when I go to Canada and find out, wow, they like, they like mac and cheese up there because I don't like I I grew up in South Texas it just wasn't a thing mac and cheese was just not a thing mm. I really? did not have mac and cheese yeah. that's, and Carolina, that's all we eat mac and cheese mm. yeah. I'm eating yeah, it right like now it's, it's like the national food stuff of Canada and like so I always notice it anyway that's what I'm saying like when he said thought, mac, he's making yeah. mac and cheese I'm like oh interesting. I thought everybody in the United States had mac and cheese that's I Lit listeners, send us the tweets and emails. I want to see who's yeah. Was mac it more and cheese? Because it, I thought that was universal. I did too. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's a uh, regional, not regional, but maybe it's less less you you know ubiquitous. I'm just than saying, I, I grew up in a family that was not participating in that. Like it was again, it was South Texas. Like we sure we ate a lot of ceviche. You probably didn't eat that. No, nope, like, nope. nope. Did not. Mac and ceviche, though. That's the stack. Gosh dang it. You know what I liked? We did this. We'd put a little extra. We put a ton of butter in it for some reason. It made it just yeah, real right, slimy. Yeah. yeah. And then we would put a can of, you know, bad chili in it. And yeah. then you just have chili mac all night. And it was the greatest thing in yeah. the world because did kids you cut, don't care. Did you the, cut uh, hot dog weenies up in it? Oh, sometimes. Mm, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that redundant? That's hot dog weenies. <laughs> That's like yeah. saying a hot dog has a weenie. Is that what you're saying? It's like a separate hot dog. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little hot dog, hot dog stuck weenie. on the end of a hot dog. <laughs> In case you didn't know. By the way, I've, I have I have learned how to make mac and cheese. Like I I have studied it. I have come up with all sorts of things to add to it. Yeah. You, you uh, know they put the instructions on the box. It's a great. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the it's study? It's a great way to, to sneak a bunch of veggies into your kid's diet. I know that, you know. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you doing to mac and cheese? You know what we did? We gave maybe Randy's doing this. We used to give our kids uh, broccoli. Cooked broccoli would would be in the mac and cheese sometimes, and it was really good. And they would eat it, but they would never eat it without it. So why are you guys trying to ruin mac and cheese for me? And look, right. it's for our kids. You right. can eat it however you want, man. Just go does dip it your have wiener. To have veggies. It doesn't have to have veggies. No. I didn't say it had to. I said, but it, but it's a great way to sneak yeah. some veggies no, in. Yeah. yeah, you can sneak it in. Salsa. Would you like some ice cream and kale? <laughs> <laughs> Ruining everybody's life. That doesn't sound very good at all. Ice cream and kale, Ugh. or kale flavored ice cream. Ugh, Somebody's making it. You know, there's mac and cheese flavored ice cream. Speaking like bringing it back. Oh uh, yes, there is. We were going to try new, that on the show, but we couldn't find. We are. It. Yeah, there's a. Yeah, it's like some brand new ice cream place or popular ice cream place that's making it we gotta fight. I, we gotta get our hands i have that. had corn and cheese ice cream many many times it Ugh. does not surprise me corn and yeah. cheese 
That's yeah. sounds horrendous. What yeah, is that? And we've talked about it on Film Sack before. I don't remember that. Gross. Maybe I blocked it out. It's so foul. All right. Here's the something spun. Oh, who spun me? Which one of you spun me? Yeah, which one you spun me? <laughs> which one you spun me? I don't like that term. Uh, if two people play as a third at the same two different sets of kids in two different houses play it at the same time. How where does the astronaut go? Yeah, how I, I, I was curious. Is there only one Zathura? Is there only one Jumanji? Was it some kind of? Oh, you know, uh, maybe. Are yeah. there? Are there? If there are multiples, then is Dax Shepard got a big equal in every single case, or is he the one for right. all of them? Like, come on now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And if we're meat, who's meat? Dude. Yeah, I love that. You're meat. We're You're meat. meat. You're meat. <laughs> we're meat. We're meat. Uh, here's Dak Shepard. Uh, this almost made my gross moment because it's audio, but here's Dak Shepard eating too much and right next to a microphone. So enjoy this. Mm. Oh. Yeah, this goes for a bit. So continue. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Why, why is he hungry? Mm. Yeah. Why is well, he, he burped why a little? Hungry? Why does he eat? That goes on for why? 16 seconds. Well, uh, why does he eat? Like, why... <laughs> He's a hungry astronaut. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand the question. He's a spirit, though, right? He's got to create some conflict between the kids. And why uh, does he eat? He's a hungry astronaut. <laughs> That's an amazing End answer to that question. Right That's so good. There. Oh man, um, I think the idea is he's out there forever. Uh, he, you know, made illusions that he's drinking food out of a tube or whatever. He's and, eating foods out of a tube. Yeah. yeah so maybe. I don't know. I don't know. What and if he doesn't, then it just feels like, oh, there's no consequences. He's not a real person. No big deal. It feels the whole movie that there's no consequences. Yeah. There's no, like, yeah, I don't, that's what? the idea. It's a game. It's, it's, it's imagination. To imagination. Be... It's like playing a game out in the yard. If you shoot somebody with a fake gun, they don't die in real life. They just die in the, the pretend the, thing. The, the, I agree. The consequences here are supposed to be, and I think it actually still works for me, but the consequences are supposed to be these brothers need to know they need to have each other's backs. Like that's right. the whole thing. So everything else is con- is inconsequential other than that. It all serves that. If you think of it that way, I think it works better. If you think of it as like, whoa, were they ever really in danger where any of those meteorites can actually go through one of the kids' heads? No, never. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you find that out really early. As yeah. soon as the supernatural stuff starts, you find out, oh, they're not in actual danger. Yeah. So I just, there's just things like where we're taking t- a bunch of time to watch Dax Shepard eat. And it's like, but you could have developed the dad or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Develop the dad. Mm-hmm. I, I actually really liked seeing Tim Robbins just do a thing. It's been a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, I like him. Um, I know he's a little, he's got some nutty stuff in real life. I don't care, but his, his, uh, <laughs> his, his movie what's, personas always make me happy. I'm always up. happy to see him. What's his nutty stuff? Is he a Scientologist? No, he's, uh, him and, Who's his ex-wife now? Um, uh, Susan Sarandon. Sarandon yeah. Susan Sarandon. Yeah. They were just famous for just like being way like, I, look, take it from someone who's very center of the road politically. Those guys would go pretty lefty, pretty hard in ways that, oh, were, that were a they little were, too much. I remember they were big Green Party supporters. Yeah, they were hardcore about oh, like yeah. Jill Stein and all that and whatever. They're just whoever they are. But he he's I when I see him in a movie, I don't know. There's some there's real comfort food about him for me. Um, yeah. Even when he plays somebody, what, what, what was the Eastwood movie where he was a molester or something? Oh, um, the, um, something the, river, the sim- not a simple truth or something. Uh, wet river or dirty river or uh, river. Mystic river, Mystic river, Mystic river. <laughs> I like wet river better. A wet river runs through it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
And that thing was packed with all these great actors, but he, I just thought he put an amazing performance for it. And he's just great. And I'm going to watch him again soon as Andy Dufresne. Red River. Yeah, speaking of red. <laughs> all right, here's a uh, time sphincter thing. So I'm going to play that. So you knew that was coming. Here you go. I've passed through a time sphincter to get here. Hmm. I'll pass through a time. Like, is, uh, <laughs> a time is that just Malibu? Like, is that California? I'm I feel like it's just a California place. accent. Baiting. Uh, hold here's on. hold on. What is Dax Shepard? Dax yeah. Shepard is <laughs> what is he? From Michigan. He's from freaking Michigan. Where? Michigan. Which, which which city? Which fine city in Michigan? Do you know? A suburb of Detroit. Okay. All right. Eight Mile, baby. How is Dax Shepard formed? <laughs> How does one make a Dax Shepard? <laughs> Why is Dax Shepard marry up so high when he's such a dope? All right, here's uh here's something about uh, oh this I played at the top of the show. It's just a card, bug nuts. Bug nuts. <laughs> bug nuts. It kills me. It's great. Favorite. Yeah. It's great. Was he calling himself Bug Nuts then? Because he essentially yes, yeah, yeah, because so, you, yeah. you might you might call yourself your younger self Bug Nuts. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, and then I wrote been here before. Here we go. Hey, not slow, slow down, slow down, yes, slow you're down. A baby. I'm not a baby. You're a baby. Oh, oh, baby. is a baby. Oh, yes, you're a baby. Jeez, it won't stop. Oh, dude. If you've ever had a moment like that with your, it's usually because yeah. we were out at a dollar store and my kids can't decide what the F to get. Yeah. When they were little, they would have these kind of meltdowns. Oh man! Why we? Yeah, we call that had one. I was right. gonna yeah. say same, big same. Yeah, yeah. if you got we, the one, we you call know, you'll that, never know. We call that using your Walmart voice around the house. I'm like, why is everybody <laughs> so down now? Nice. While we using our Walmart voices? That's amazing. I've never yeah. heard that before, <laughs> and I will never great, forget it. Such a great description. <laughs> yeah, and just for fair play, this again. Free love. Free robot love. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. It is. Uh, we've gone this far. It's time for this now. It's the film sack checklist. Better than the old Jumanji. Check. I really believe that. Uh, Kristen Stewart's performance is a little cold. <laughs> Wooden cold. Uh, she actually is really good in this. Um, and yeah. that was almost the last time they saw Andy Dufresne. Check. <laughs> uh connections in star trek land uh what do we got randy we got anything one. we one. got one i actually want to do two though okay um <laughs> we'll uh, make one so up. we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna uh get the actor out of the way first this is not, barely a connection it's douglas tate who uh was inside the zorgon suit um uh, also likes to be inside alien suits i guess because in uh picard he uh got a role as a tellerite uh, in Star Trek, the 2009 Star Trek film, mm. he has a credit as the character Longface Bar Alien. Ooh, <laughs> that is a That's great scary. credit. You, great oh, name, yeah. Longface yeah. Bar Alien. I would, I would tell people that reminds me of the life. one in Quark's Bar. Um, yeah, uh, Morn. Morn. Where they'd say Morn because yeah. it was like a Norm yeah. joke. Yep. yep. Um, I also want to call out John Debney. Uh, John Debney is the conductor who uh, the the music composer who uh, was responsible for the incredible uh, Elf soundtrack. So, of course, you can see why this uh, film production company wants to work with John Debney again uh, for this movie. Um, he also uh, was responsible for some of the episodes of uh, The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. He did music for those shows. Uh, awesome. He's I. Uh, which brings us to our soundtrack grade. I'm going to give it a P for perfect for this. I think the soundtrack is very good. 
uh, for what this is meant to be. It's a big, loud, uh, you know, crescendo-y kind of deal, and it fits. Yeah, yeah. I it's like it's it. bombastic when it needs to be. It's mostly it's whimsical, and that's exactly what you want. Like like I say, he's best known for Elf. Uh, you gotta you gotta have that whimsy where it goes, and this movie's full of it. Is he best known for Elf now? Is that still the thing? He's best. Oh known my for? gosh, John Debney. Yeah, is it? Oh, Absolutely. John Debney. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, not yeah. definitely not. Not Favreau. 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 No. Okay. He's best known as Monica's boyfriend on a season of Friends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, MMA, MMA fighter. fighter uh, yeah. Want to be <laughs> such a weird role for him. Yeah. Another uh, uh, like Debney has continued to work. Like he's he uh you know he did uh music for iron man 2 and the greatest showman uh he he was not <laughs> he's not the like main composer for greatest showman there was someone else yeah but um works with favreau anyway, like, a lot though looks like yeah lots of favreau work because uh yeah I, you know what yeah. directors like to to have the guy locked in like yeah. to have yeah. to know what they're gonna their movie's gonna sound like in advance yeah What's this uh, Rangers of the New Republic he's working on? It's a new Star Wars thing, but I don't know what that is. Uh, it's oh, Favreau. They've they've turned the entire company over to John Favreau. Yeah, he's in charge okay. of whatever. But he claim it claims here he's going to direct two of the two of the initial episodes of a series that Disney Plus is doing called Rangers of the New Republic, and I have no idea what this is. Mm. This I thought I'd heard well, of. It's, it's animated, right? It's, uh, it's animated. Is it? Uh, yeah, Disney Plus sure. series set in the timeline of the Mandalorian. Um, it doesn't say if it's live action or not. I don't know. Weird. I mean, they got a lot of other shit mm-hmm. coming, like the Lando side show or Lando side series <laughs> side show, <laughs> side show Lando. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm just curious about that. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to this here uh, Twitter post. This is where you guys sum up this movie. Zathura in 280 characters or less. That's the character economy you have to work within. And uh, we're going to start this week with Randy. Uh, Zathura, several dudes and exactly one female are in a house and they never leave the house. But the one female is the most frigid woman who ever existed. <laughs> Just like a like Saturday a, night. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Aww. Aww. Uh, Brian Dunaway, it's your turn. <laughs> Zathura, a space adventure. Shipmate Randy goes into cryonic sleep for five terms. We should <laughs> never have ran in 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She was in her own panic room. All right. Yeah. Yep. Moving on to Brian Ibbett. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've got two of them. Uh, my longer one is this one. Zathura. Look, I know it's really easy to compare this to that other board game movie, but it's just so hard not to do, so I'm just going to say it. Zathura is basically Clue in space. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> that's fascinating. Uh, and then here's my other one. Uh, Zathura, the card says moops, bug nuts. <laughs> it says moops. 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 All these great Seinfeld references today. I love it. Yep. All right, well done. It's time for the alternate titles. They were just handed to me. This movie was almost called The Money Pit 2. For some reason, I kept getting Money Pit vibes out of, of this the, house. Because the house keeps getting destroyed yeah, in all these I horrible just, ways. Yeah. I kept thinking, that's so expensive what you just it's did. Not, you're not going to be able to come back from this. <laughs> yeah. And that robot just wrecking through doorways. Oh. Oh, yeah. I forgot this movie has a robot. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Uh, oh my the, gosh. Yeah, we what talked is, about him earlier. Who's, uh, who's Frank, the is it better now? Is it like do you like it better now, Randy? Who's who's the robot? Frank Oz. No, 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 no. I mean in the 
in the supernatural story of the movie. Oh, what is the robot like? I like. Oh my gosh! It's the other brother. Oh no! What's, it's just like a. It's just like a Saturday unnecessary night, attachment oh. in this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you're not wrong, but it's also a great way to like think you're done with a thing, and then that plot element comes mm-hmm. back to life. And it, helps was, solve it was it. my uh, I, I loved the Deus Ex Machina of the robot showing up when they were about to die yeah. and saving mm-hmm. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. reprogram. Yeah. I was <laughs> reprogram. He was in there going bzz, 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 to himself the whole time. Yeah, that little the little the sub robot, the mechanic robot inside the, the robot inside it. Yeah, the, the that one that actually I did love. a lot of communicating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other title, by the way, was almost Dax, How the Football Fumbles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to your emails. This is a, a chance for us to read emails from listeners who sent these messages to filmsack at gmail.com. We start with Peter from Iowa, who says, hey, film sackers, I enjoyed the discussion on heavy metal and was interested to hear uh, that you weren't very impressed with the bird in that last story. I think the design of it <laughs> carries through some uh, from bird characters that Mobius likes to draw. Right, right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Almost said Morbius, but I didn't. I held back. Um, <laughs> Thank you. A few years ago, I really got into reading the Incal, Incal, Insal, I N C A L. It's not Incel. That's a whole oh, different thing. No. Incal. Incal. Anyway, yeah, which right. was which is a cyberpunk slash space opera series of graphic novels written by Jorodowski and drawn by Mobius. Uh, and one of the main characters is a uh, concrete seagull named Depot. Depot oh. looks very similar to Tarana's bird. Uh, in heavy metal. Incidentally, Taika Waititi is reportedly involved in making an adaptation of the in call or whatever it's called. And I'm excited to keep up the sacking Peter from Iowa. I mean, yeah, probably, but it doesn't mean sometimes things look great on the page. I would give you like, you know, Captain America's stupid little wings on his head. You see those in comics and it's, there's a classicness to it. And you're like, yeah, these are cool. Or, or the big yellow Brown suit that uh, Wolverine wears in the comics, but none of that translates to film. It just looks bad in motion. So I would argue they could have probably tweaked that bird and made it look better. That's all. Mm-hmm. Right. And not only that, I think is this the combination of the bird look? It looks like a plucked turkey, right? It looks like it's getting ready to go in for, you know, Thanksgiving. Yeah. And but the thing that got me that made it just ten times worse was the the constant crying of the bird that was really bad. But it's, it's, with all that being said, I was highly amused with it. And so I get to appreciate it regardless. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things that we, you know, we talk about all the time. Like you, you have to just park your brain. Like you have to realize this is 40 years old. Yep. You, you, right. you probably so would, wouldn't have even noticed that it was weird if you'd seen it 40 years ago. No, you'd have been fine with it. Today we have higher standards. And it reminds me of this when that thing cried. Ah! It's not quite the same, but right <laughs> that. <laughs> uh here's one from dan dan says hello scott brian and brian or no sorry scott randy and brian's is what he's how he okay. said it all right fine says fine. i just finished your heavy metal episode and i'm sure i'm the millionth person weighing in on why it's so much easier to flip a record and continue listening while flipping a laser disc seems like an effort uh and an affront to the baby jesus you're you're literally the first person to weigh in on this. <laughs> yeah you are well we got totally. we get a bunch the, of other stuff but this, this is, is the, the first thing. moment i've thought about it in a week um <laughs> says most songs have had hard endings uh or at least fade into silence i feel like many artists put those songs endings into consideration when they make an album and they'll sequence tracks according to provide a more natural break between one side and the other flipping a record right. after the last Makes song sense. ends is more akin to putting a bookmark in between book chapters and feels less jarring of an interruption. 
Movies, on the other hand, are supposed to be consumed in a single one-hour setting or two-hour setting, and any breaking in that setting seems to be more unnatural to the flow of the narrative, unless there's an explicit fade to black and intermission. So maybe Avengers Endgame and Shawshank shouldn't... uh, or should have included a fade to black with an old timey intermission card halfway through, allowing perfectionists right. to flip the big uh, silver movie record over. Just my two cents. Right. Team Dunaway all the way, any day, every day. Thanks for all the laughs and yes. keep on sacking, Dan. Wow, right on, fanboy. Yeah, yeah you got that's a little, right. Got a little uh, admirer, a, a out kindred there. soul. Uh huh. Yeah, you, we just we, we just have it so easy now, right? Like, I mean. Book of Boba Fett's like a six-hour-long movie. And, by the way, it's a six-hour-long movie with five intermissions. You have to keep hearing the, you know, you have to keep hitting skip intro if you're going to binge it, right? Yep. Like, it's, uh, that's a problem? I don't know. I, I actually, uh, I've been wondering if uh, we're going to see a subscription level on things like Netflix where you uh, pay an extra buck or two and it will run the episodes all together without the credits and the intros. Oh yeah. Right. Isn't that interesting? An interesting that would idea. Be cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I gotta say, um, I don't know if I'm just alone in this, but I never skip intro on anything. I always really? watch intro. Oh, I, I feel I like do, I can't uh, enjoy. I watch, I watch right. the, uh, the theme and stuff the first time through. And then for the most part, I do skip intro. Peacemaker, I never skip the intro. Yeah. But but right. that's what we're talking about, Brian. We're talking about when you're you're lazy, like the Laserdisc example is, yeah. an, is, yeah. is an example of this makes me f- like feel something that, that right. I have to get up and go do a thing. And like if you're watching, again, I don't know why Book of Boba fits my example, but if, <laughs> you know, like, it's got a perfectly fine intro. It's relatively short. Severance yeah. is a better one. Severance is a better one. Severance mm-hmm. is if you want to binge watch Severance, you're going to get interrupted by the intro. Like it's going to stop Mm -hmm. your, it's going to stop your process of watching. Right. Yeah. It's very cool though. It's a good intro. It is. Uh, I had a hard time not watching it. The other one I really like is the season two C intro. Uh, Season one intro is interesting because it plays on the whole blindness thing. But that second season has this amazing music by, um, Oh gosh. Uh, The guy, the BSG guy, can't remember his name. Oh, uh, 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 Bear McCreary. Bear McCreary. Bear McCreary. Yeah. Amazing soundtrack, especially that opener. It's so good. And this really great animated thing. And I do not skip it. I can't skip it. I have to watch it every time. And that's unusual for me. I'm usually like after one or two of the, these viewings, I'm like, all right, I can skip that. Not mm-hmm. that one. It is badass. Uh, okay. Well, Dan, you're awesome. And so is a uh, dude from Iowa. Where is his name? Peter. Thank you both for yeah. your emails. Send them to filmsack at gmail.com. Our next movie will be. I didn't write it down. What was it? We're gonna watch Battleship oh, next that's week. Right. Battleship. That's right. One the uh, superior one... board game movie, right? <laughs> uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Spoiler is... alert. No. <laughs> no. Has anyone else a... not seen it? Because I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Okay. I don't think oh, I've never seen it. Great. I have seen it. This is yeah, a 2012 film it. by yeah. Peter Berg. Uh, it is uh, like the. It is marred by its own name it's uh it should again should have been called something else and you might have different feelings yeah i mean they basically got the rights to some weird board games and some people said hey what if we made a whole movie around them and i don't know that it's that crazy except battleship is literally just 
try to guess where the dude's boat is. If they don't have at least one guy going, I can't find where he's at. We'll just take a random shot. Here it comes. We suck his battleship. If we yeah. don't have that, forget it. Ooh, I would you like more of that. Battleship. There's got to yeah, be that in there, right? Don't they? they I would have like to more. I would like more predictions from those of you who haven't seen it. Like that, because it's <laughs> like I say, it's the it's the name that gets in the, the way. Thinnest but, of thread that holds it together, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we'll ever get a connect for. Uh, oh god! <laughs> Pretty sneaky, sis. Yeah, that right. has to be the whole movie. It's all riff on the. But it's, a, but it's the, a romantic comedy, right? Yeah. So that would be yeah. It, it just needs to be the story of that dude and his sister. You know, like yeah, just expand right, yeah, that right. out because who cares about the effing game? But yeah, whenever they do I a just, thing like this, like the, video, it's, a, it's a holiday movie, and uh, and they've returned home, and their new spouses can't understand their rivalry Ding. right yep. and then it's all perfect. yeah wrapped around so, so, come into the hallmark channel connect four yep check perfect. it out yep check it out come and see i would like it. to see john favreau make a movie called shoots and ladders yeah mm. i'd watch that or life it'd be about the serial and the board game both of those oh, sure yeah. sorry yeah or trouble sorry sorry oh do sorry and trouble in the same it's a double feature oh man <laughs> right uh well anyway that's battleship next week currently streaming on what uh uh, I have it. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay, I've I've come to the conclusion that all good movies that are streaming that are like older or just mid range time or whatever, they're all streaming everywhere except Netflix these days. Mm-hmm. So something flipped, man. And I know what it was. They threw all their money at creating their own stuff, and they stopped caring about getting good pickups. And now everyone else has them. I'm not sure that was the best plan for them. Are you sure? They're watching 2012's Battleship, right? Yeah. It's on Netflix. Oh, now. it is Netflix. <laughs> so I don't even see it on Prime. <laughs> so I'm giving so I'm giving Netflix all this shit, but really the movie we're gonna watch is on Netflix. So check it out. Netflix <laughs> next week. Uh that's right. uh right here on FilmSack. In the meantime, filmsack.com is our website. Filmsack at gmail.com is the place you email us at. And if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, well, you can do that too at FilmSack. That's gonna do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Three day dad week. We'll see you next mm. time. Three day dad This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Give me a juice box, biatch. Yeah.